Grow stories, life lessons, turning points, service to others, truth, no bullshit, adding value, no smoke and mirrors, being the pressure, third down and 10, win or learn, always the underdog with a chip on your shoulder. These are the things that I think about when I talk to this group. From service academy fleet leaders, NFL players, NASCAR drivers, tech gurus, private equity, small business, big business, to the entrepreneurs making the way of the future, winning at all costs with uncompromised integrity, paying the price of admission. Let's go. Um, so Bayard Roberts, uh, also been brought up as Gary by Mr. Ian Meredith. Uh, and I think Austin Milky also mentioned that, uh, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, my college roommate of four years, one of the three, um, roommates that we had, we had four there for a while, but it dialed down to three the last couple of years. Um, Navy football, Oh nine class of 10 defensive lineman. Um, now an attorney. So went to law school and now you're a lawyer. Um, it's good, good that I know you and people like Justin North, just in case I actually I reached out to Justin North on a couple other things recently. So that's, that was fun. What's he doing? What kind of, what kind of law is he doing? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. What kind of laws are there? Uh, I guess a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Anything under the sun, anything people can fight about. Yeah. Kind of how it goes. Yeah. He works for um, a firm, but he also does this, um, side hustle with I think it's called growth view or something like that startup and it's basically uh private equity flipping businesses type of deal uh seems pretty interesting it was uh, definitely a good conversation that one will come out tomorrow uh okay. really good conversation with him but um so yeah now attorney you went to the marine corps just like me very similar path um after graduation went and coached football um offensive line um and then went to TBS together. Um, you graduated TBS and became a aircraft controller, air support control officer. Air support control officer. Got it. Um, hobbies: family time, housework, hiking, camping, traveling. Um, their wife Justine. Um, remember, we were TAD together. We both shared an apartment. That was fun. Miss Justine. Hope she's doing well. And got a daughter. What's your daughter's name? Uh, Aurelia. Aurelia. Gotcha. All right. So brief intro on Baird. Uh, some memories. Uh, I got a few from first one's Jeff Lennar. He remembers your 21st birthday, uh, fed house, oh, $2 domestic bottle night. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> he said you ended up sleeping in the wardroom that night. Uh, and you maybe missed a part of practice, the conditioning portion and couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, Wolfolk came in there. I was like, what the heck? Um, Jordo. Cliff, yeah. Go ahead. All right, Cliff, Cliff was a good guy. If he did come in there, you, you, didn't, you didn't screw me. So, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he's one that listens to all these too. So, that's good. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Jordo, you said uh, you were furious that you had to be in the slow kids math class with him, Nishak, and a few others. Uh, he's, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's, that's a long time ago. God dang, Jordo. Yeah. Oh. He said that uh, he was glad uh, that you were part of that experience with him 
Um, he was honored, actually. So, Ian Meredith, and this is a good one because I remember it too. Um, it was bowl game workout time. Everyone's gone for Christmas. We're stuck in a snowstorm. You're driving. Yeah. You're driving that Altima, Nissan Altima, and you ran over a curb. <laughs> I have it. And uh, <laughs> I was carrying. You're carrying all you you fuckers around. <laughs> no ungrateful bastards, you guys. Yeah, he. Uh, there's snow everywhere. I mean, it's hard to see that. Um, and Ian's giggling in the back, right when, <laughs> right when you hit it, and you lost your stuff. You just lost it. Flipped out on all of us. You don't see that out of bear very often, you know. Like yeah. Ian motion. said, some smartass comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nishak said he remembered it too. And when that curb happened, uh, Ian grabbed Matt's right hand right before the impact. Like, oh my gosh, here we go. um he said and ian said um that he would send you texts every time he took his audiogram in the military he's like hey baird what's it feel like not being able to hear this test i guess you still have still have some hearing loss there yeah i can't hear i was getting worse yeah i was getting older but uh left ear is pretty bad Mm. you ever know what that was from it just happened a long time ago you know what? It's kind of started, I guess, before the academy. It's gotten worse, you know, because of the Marine Corps and all that stuff. So I'm not real sure what, what causes it. Gotcha. But uh, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I go stone deaf. I'll have to do something sooner or later. <laughs> well, that's those are the memories I got. Um, tell us more about Baird. What's your story, man? Yeah. That's a, that's a loaded question. That's a, well, that's, I'll say first thing is, Tony, you've done a good job on these podcasts, you know, getting some good stuff out of all these folks. Um, yeah, it's, it's not often that I guess any of us probably sit down and talk about ourselves for an hour or two. So it's good. It's good, uh, good on you to be able to pull some good, good tidbits out. Yeah. I enjoy um, it. I don't know. I guess I'll just kind of start. So I was, yeah, from Albuquerque. Um, you see any UFOs out there in Albuquerque? Sorry. I butt in every now No, no UFOs. Yeah. So that's down in Roswell, down in southern New Mexico. They have their you, you, little UFO capital. Okay. Um, I don't know if that affected you. And really what that is is a whole bunch of government government land, you know, testing testing uh, fun and exciting new equipment. So if somebody sees something strange, you know, some guy uh, some guy living living out, off the reservation down there kind of uh, calls it in and it's another UFO. Yeah. So nothing, nothing too crazy. And probably doing meth too, so it's questionable, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A whole lot of shining, sparkling lights down there. Yeah, got a lot of those. Um, yeah, from so I'm from a small town north of Albuquerque, actually, but went to school in Albuquerque. Um, St. Pius, 10th High School. Got a shout out there. And then, uh, yeah, uh, you know, mediocre student. Um, played some football and recruited by Navy. Uh, some others. I think my story is similar to a lot of the guys. I was, I was kind of a especially in New Mexico being a real small state, I was kind of a, a big fish in a small pond. And so I had some offers come out of high school, um, Air Force, or not Air Force, Army, Navy, um, UTEP here, UNM, I think New Mexico State, Wyoming. But, uh, yeah, I went to visit Navy, and I think it was on, I was with Zach Weatherington. I want to say I was with Bobby Doyle. I could be misremembering, maybe Bobby Doyle's, one of Bobby Doyle's buddies. Maybe Kevin, but maybe not. I can't remember exactly. But it was a, it was a good group, and I had a lot of fun, and I was impressed with the academy and 
I was impressed with Paul Johnson and, and the program he's putting together. And, and they just beat the tar out of uh, New Mexico in a, the Emerald Bowl. Yep. God, that was 2008, maybe? Yeah, long time um, ago. So I watched that game. I watched Kyle Eckel kind of roll through some folks and kind of that. I don't know if anybody else remembers that, but that was a 14-minute drive to close the fourth quarter and just, just decimated UNM, University of Mexico. Um, and I don't know. I thought it was a good program to be part of. So I committed um, committed to Navy on my recruiting trip. And that's probably, in retrospect, probably foolish. I probably should have enjoyed some other recruiting trips. But uh wanted to go there and uh, went there, not knowing what I was getting myself into. Um, so I showed up uh, on I-Day and was miserable from the outset. You know, sweating and carrying all kinds of crap. Can't give you a goddamn cart for some of that stuff. Um and did the, you know, the whole thing. And, uh, I enjoy, I always, you know, I guess I was looked up to the guys, on the football team, enjoy being guys, on the football team. I was always young. I was yeah, you just were young, turned but, 17. Uh, I yeah. skipped something on a memory I'd written down, which was that 21st birthday. You were one of the last ones to turn 21. Yeah. I had just turned 17. No, you know, that's not right. I don't remember how old I was. Um, I was young. I'm not sure. If, I feel like I just turned 17 showing up to I-Day, but I might have just turned 18. Um, yeah, and then did that whole thing, and I always thought, you know, the football program was, a, I like the guys there. I like the, that's probably why I committed, you know. I think Jeremy Chase showed me around. I remember John Chan, and I uh, was impressed by those guys. And, uh, you know, wanted to be part of that. Um, so, they, you know, Kind of lived for the moments when we did the football, did the football stuff. Um, I never really, you know, unlike Ian and some of the other guys, Kevin, um, yeah, even you know Cameron, of course, and Jordo. I never really, I hated the hall. I hated it. And you I probably, know. I, you, you probably knew that. <laughs> you always I, you know, squirreling away somewhere. Uh, yeah, something. I was trying. I remember we, we we were there for summer workouts. I didn't have summer school, you know. And uh, I could just stay in the hall and I had to sign in or not. I think I'd live with Artie Pauls in the wardroom for two weeks. You know? <laughs> yep. Just, just like garbage. Just like, what are you doing? I just hated it. I hated it every minute of it. So uh, um, I, I enjoyed being in the locker room, even though, you know, there was some shit. Um, but I enjoyed being around the guys. So, yeah, did, did, did that and then kind of, kind of wormed my way through the, the academy. I should have taken it more seriously, but. Yeah. Oh well. Such is life. Um, you never took school seriously at all. Never, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on anything, but kind of worked way up. I didn't play much. Didn't play hard at all. Did the scout team thing. Um, and you know, I think there was a point there. I was, I was, uh, I don't know. Like, should I quit or should I keep keep on? I was like, you know, all the guys I want to hang out with, all the guys I looked up to, are on the football team. If I quit, I'm going to go back to the damn hall. I don't want to do that. So I, I stuck it out, and I think that was a good decision. Um, I don't think I would change that decision. And it wasn't really until – so State of the Academy wasn't really until, uh, I guess, I don't know, junior year maybe? Senior year? Certainly senior year. Like, okay, well, shit, I'm going to have to 
stop being a little worm and you know, messing around and and uh, do something. So I started, to, you know, started to start shape up. My grades improved. Um, started doing stuff in the hall. And that was that was actually good. I appreciated that. Yeah, I know you. You, I think you snapped into. You were a company commander there for a bit, yeah. right? If I recall correctly. And, Trying to get uh, and, our old senior enlisted advisor on here uh, yeah. now, Command Master Chief Brown. Brown, right? Yeah, yeah, Command Master Chief. Brown. He's a good guy. I remember. Do you remember covering for me? Covering. Um, you were like, what do they call it? Officer of the deck, officer of the day. Okay. Something you were like on that. duty or something. And uh, we had a breathalyzer and I had gone out drinking probably with Ian and Jordo or something like that. And uh, you just told me to I'll hunker down in the wardroom and I did that. So I stayed there. And uh, I don't know if you recall that. That was a, that was a, I don't I appreciate that move. Yeah. Saved me from some trouble. Well, hopefully uh, it was for the right reason, right? What's that? What's the right reason there? I don't know. You know, when, when I think for the right reason, when you cover someone's tail, it's because um, of a certain situation. You know, obviously you're my, yeah. my roommate, but yeah. yeah, I was just a dumbass. As I was probably <laughs> covering for your dumbass roommate. That's probably what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think I started to shape up there towards senior year. Um. And I was, you know, debating Navy or Marine Corps, and went Marine Corps. Um. What made you want to do that? Yeah, uh, go Marine Corps. Marine, Marine Corps. Yeah, I did a um, summer summer tour with uh, oh, I can't remember the name. USS San Antonio. Hated every minute yes. of it. And you were okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, the Cure Stars yeah. was right next to the San Antonio, right? We all went yeah. out that same weekend. Yep. 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 So we all went out, and we all got in our own sort of trouble, and. Uh, but then we were on a boat. We, I think we went down to North Carolina. We were in Norfolk, went down to North Carolina. Um, and just, you know, being on the ship and I don't know. It just, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. You know, the kind of the, the traditions they had. And they, were, they weren't bad, bad folks. I just didn't like being kind of cooped up in a ship. And the best time I had was we took a, I want to say it was called LCAC, that the hovercraft yep. um, <clears throat> from ship to shore. And uh, best time I had was with the Marines and hanging out with them. So the next summer I did a Marine thing in Camp Lejeune, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, you know being with those folks. Uh, they were you know snapped in. They were smart smart people, and you know I thought they had their priorities right. So gotcha. Uh, every every Marine I'd, I'd been around at that point I was impressed with. So I wanted to do that, and I did it, and I enjoyed it. I, I had a good experience with the Marine Corps. I was air air uh, sport control officer. So what that is really is. Um, Essentially, the folks, it's a real, real small MOS, real specific, and uh, the folks that really kind of coordinate the fires and the, and the um, air support um, for anybody who's requesting on the ground. So if you call on an airstrike, um, it's not just simple as, you know, aircraft showing up overhead, overhead generally speaking, and you have to go through a series of approvals, series of um, prioritizations, and, uh, and then you have to, you know, shut off the artillery, shut off fires to get to that that aircraft. So that's kind of what those guys did. And we were usually stationed with um, the artillery guys, the Ford. Um, God, Mike Mike Matthews would know the the name of this thing, but the, the, essentially the fire control folks for the artillery. That's kind of where we usually hung out. Um, gotcha. So I, I saw my, actually, I, I saw Mike Matthews a lot. We, we uh, deployed a few times. So the Marine Corps deployed a few times on exercises a ton. Yeah, um, I think I did the math. Justine and I were in San Diego, Cap Hilton. I was 
there for about four, four and a half years. And I think I was home for maybe a year uh, total that time. Yeah. Uh, artillery does a lot of time in the field, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Mike was, now we were there with him. Um, we should not say anything. A lot of, you know, guys do a lot of, are gone a lot. Um, so yeah, so we did the Marine Corps thing and, and loved it. I was good at it and enjoyed it. And, uh, we were faced with a decision point in 2014-ish. You know, what are we going to do with our lives? Um, I I think that was slated for me was I was going to go do a special purpose MAGTAF in Kuwait for uh, six to eight months, maybe, if I'm remembering correctly, and then Okinawa, and I just had no interest in that. Um, So we decided to get out, and I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do? So I was applying to, you know, looking at master's programs and... uh, Thinking I wanted to head back home because my family, my family's here, Justine's family's here, and we did, you know. So we, I applied. We headed back home and I applied to law school here. I applied to some other places, got in, and yeah, went to law school. Nice, um, which was a good experience. I enjoyed law school. Um, so that's that's kind of my that's my Marine Corps Naval Academy story huh. in law school. Um, law school, how'd that go for you? Any key? takeaways from that experience no i enjoyed it it was it was good it was a good exposure you know of, of kind of how the our politics turn or how our, our a lot of our government functions um war is broken in, in some circumstances um i enjoyed law school i, I did, did well in law school um i got a you know i, I did some work for I did, I did some civil rights work which was interesting um, then I did some, uh, when did you do that? On the other side of things. The civil. That was my first year. First, first year, year, like 2000. Of law school. Okay. So like 2016 ish. 16. Yeah. 2000, summer 2016. Got it. Like, uh, it was with a great firm here doing some civil rights work. Um, did it. And I, I wasn't sure I want to make a career out of doing civil rights work. That's a, that's a tough gig. Um, why is that? But then. Well, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're going, I mean, you're competing against, not competing, but you're litigating against the government, generally speaking. You know, you're, you're, um, you know, the government's infringed on somebody's civil rights, one reason or another, whether it be, whether it be, um, a bad shoot or, um, first amendment stuff or what have you. Um, and there's a whole series of, of, uh, and you're always going to be in federal court, federal courts. Federal judges are generally going to be better than state court judges, more qualified, um, and they're going to hold you, you know, hold your feet to the fire. So you really got to prove your case. Um, I don't want to get too negative, but a lot of law is just kicking the can down the road, keeping the case alive until the threat of trial arises. And then with civil rights, you can't really do that. You actually have a have to have a bona fide case. Um, bona fide. Bona fide. Oh, bona fide. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so did that. And then I, uh, got recruited by a defense firm here in Albuquerque and, and, uh, sorry, my second year of law school, I did that, um, kind of defending companies, businesses, individuals against suits from, you know, whether it be personal injury or, or what have you, you know, wrongful termination, things like that. So I did that for a few years and recently, I'm still with that same firm, uh, which is a good firm, um. And now I'm doing more of a commercial, commercial real estate kind of business um, transactional role. So I'm kind of taking a step back from the, the trial practice, litigation, and doing more of a negotiation and kind of a trying to build something to to be part of. So that's kind of what I'm doing now: commercial real estate, commercial transactions. Gotcha. So that's my that's my current gig. 
do you like which ones did you like the best out of those three experiences in law you know what I, I, civil rights is interesting you have interesting fact patterns you have interesting case law um you, you have you know, on that side, I was working for the plaintiffs, you know, in that summer. And uh, working for people who, you know, feel like they've been wronged. Um, I really have a, a interpersonal relationship with those folks. And it was good. It was it was rewarding. Um, it's just not, you know, some of the positions we were taking, it's not something, I don't know. So a lot of times you're, you're suing police officers. You're suing the city. You're suing um, um, federal agencies for what you, you know, somebody gets shot. That's a wrongful death, um, a violation of their civil rights. Um, or wrongful arrest, and I, I think you know a lot of times it's it's pretty complicated. It's a, it's a complicated situation, and I didn't necessarily enjoy doing that. Um, you know that that was when was that? That was 2016. Yeah. So I mean, it was just a I, you know it was good good work, but and interesting. But I didn't know if I wanted to do it for a career. And then uh, the litigation piece was fascinating stuff, defending. You know, I had a you know some nasty products liability cases where you're the plaintiffs alleging the, the truck broke for some reason or another and defending the the manufacturer of the truck and it was it was nice working for good hardworking companies and businesses you know family businesses trying to trying to defend their product. Um, yeah. And I don't want to get too jaded, but you know a lot of the legal system is about I don't know you know kind of a, being boisterous and being. Um, I don't know. I just kind of, I got, I got a little jaded from that. Um, kind of, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard business. And, uh, so I just, you know, decided to try to build something as opposed to just trying to tear people down and, and fight with folks. That's kind of, I'm enjoying that. So I, I'm, <laughs> I guess to answer your question, I'm enjoying kind of my current gig right now. Gotcha. As opposed to just pissing on each other, which is a lot of what lawsuits are all about. Gotcha. Cool. Well, yeah, so still doing um, that. So I got a I got a, a wife and daughter, beautiful daughter, beautiful wife, and doing good. Awesome. Staying busy. What? Yeah. Um, any other transition learnings when you moved out of the Marine Corps and you got into law school? Looking back on it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good question. I, uh, I so I went to law school. I was, God, twenty seven. Going to law school, and a lot of those guys. And gals are uh, 22, 23, coming right out of college. So I was one of the oldest ones, and certainly one of the most, like, you know, curmudgeon-y, a little grumpy. Um, and uh, I, I, I approached law school like a job, you know, show up early and, and leave late and work hard, um, kind of leave it at the door. And a lot of those folks, you know, treated like college. And I, I thought that was a good experience, kind of seeing their struggles. Um, just, you know, I think there's a benefit to just – you, know, you don't have to take take work home with you. You don't have to, but it, it, show up, work hard. I think is it was one of the big takeaways, and I think that's one something the Marine Corps trained me to do. Um, and the Naval Academy, you know, yeah, put put in the hours, um, show up, and uh, you know, so that's one of my transitions, one of my takeaways. Gotcha. Do you have any good mentors through that process? Yeah, I, I did. I did. I had a uh, a couple. Um, and you know, I haven't been touching them recently. Cause, yeah. So, you know, guys who really love the fight, really love the, you know, the, the, the arguing, the litigation, the piece of that. And I, I kind of moved away from that. So, um, 
it takes a special breed to just fight your whole life, fight your whole career. So, but there's some good folks, you know, some True. good, some good guys to uh, to look up to. So I did. Gotcha. Well, um, any <laughs> any other key events throughout your uh, career that just kind of pop it and like a good learning for you and how you operate today versus how you may have done it, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are. I'm trying to think of some. Um, you know, I don't know. Key, you know, key turning points. I can't, you know, nothing comes to mind in terms of this moment or that moment. It's kind of a, a course of work, I guess, is, gotcha. is my answer to that. Kind of steady Eddie. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess maybe that's boring as hell, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I got no, I got no juicy tidbits. Yeah, you give, you've had some good guests on the the, the pod, um, so I'm, I'm sure I'm not the not the most original. Oh no, it's all about original. So, um, what you're what you're talking about right now, that's Baird, right? That's what we want to hear. So. <laughs> Um, Ste steady Eddie. <laughs> I kept one um, one of your nicknames out of here. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh, the one you, yeah, probably the one you put in the flask for your, for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> none. Baird, none, Roberts. Yeah. So when Baird uh, shows up. You, you love. Go ahead. <laughs> now you love that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was uh, trademarked by Tony there. Yeah. So um, when, you, when you show up to Academy, you got first, middle, last name, and your middle name was none because that's what was written I'd, written in, right? I'd love to have a conversation with whatever dumbass <laughs> put in BNR on my goddamn tags. What? Like, no middle initial. Come on now. You know, like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to just put nothing there. Yeah, so you got, um, you got Gary and you got none, but none was definitely yeah. a special one in our, in our room that I know uh, yeah. probably caused you a lot of frustration. But, uh, so yeah, yeah. sorry about that, but it was funny, dude. <laughs> it was yeah. good. Uh, it was funny, uh, funny to you. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah, our, our third roommate, Mr. Ryan Marco, used to rub that one in all the time. Uh, yeah. Our our third roommate, Ryan Marco, um, prior service uh, Marine, uh, had a lot of injuries in school, um, ended up overdosing after he got out. I think he got med sept separated out and uh but yeah i thought man he would be a fun one to have on here uh during this conversation and just by himself but what a personality um no he was great yeah he was he was good guidance for me especially because i was such a dumbass <laughs> uh, if he got on here what do you but, think he would say about about me or about everybody Any, about it, the life life you know what he worked he worked hard and everything he did um you know, he got better grades than both of us, um, except Matt Harbaugh. Remember Matt Harbaugh? Oh, yeah. He's probably making a jillion dollars. I don't know what he's doing. That dude's smart. Um, but he worked harder than all of us. Got great grades. Fucking rock the uh, the sprint football. Yeah. Um, I, I think he'd probably he, say. He was in law school. He, he, he reached out to me after the, he got out and all that. He was in law school, I guess, up in Boise. Yep. Um, trying to become a lawyer. Uh, I'm not sure if he graduated or not. Uh, I don't know what he would say. You know, I think he would say. Price, I, drop some, I drop think he would say, earn it. 
Yeah. Earn it. Yeah. And that would be it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I remember uh, him, his dumbass, is running upstairs with like weights on his back after he just like slipped the discs, you know? Like, yeah, always trying to prove a point, chip dippies. on his shoulder. Yeah. The guy was, uh, was a tough yeah. dude. Yeah. From your uh, from your hobbies, um, travel. What, mm-hmm. What's been your most recent fun traveling experiences? I don't get to do that a whole uh, lot. So I definitely want to one day. Yeah, yeah. We um, so we always just Justine travels a lot for work. So she's she's doing real well. Um, she's working for a European business development company and she's killing it. Um, so she travels a ton. Um, so she recently went to Switzerland, and I was able to follow follow her. So she flew over there, and then I flew over there with our daughter. Nice. And we kind of messed around in Switzerland for a little bit, which was a lot of fun. It was gorgeous. Tell us something cool about Switzerland. It's so damn clean. Everything's clean. Really? But the people are a little bit tight. It's like uh, everything's quiet, right? Like nobody's, nobody's, uh, nobody's going to disturb you. Nobody's going to say anything. It's just like. Quiet streets, quiet trains, clean. Everything's clean and quiet. It's kind of a strange, eerie sense, but it's a you know gorgeous country. Yeah. I guess that's how you you know you work it out. Cool. Yeah. What um, what's one of your biggest current struggles today? Something you're working through, opportunity was. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, so I, so I switched, recently switched into a kind of a transactional area of law, doing a lot of new stuff, a lot of, uh, I do a lot of real estate development, a lot of um, negotiations, and, and staying sharp, you know, when I'm doing all that stuff, staying hungry, um, because a lot of this stuff, you know, I guess in the law or anywhere else, you, you can kind of get lulled into a false sense of security, um, get lulled into the, that you, that you know it all, or you, you've been there, done that. And around every turn, there's you know there's a pitfall or or something. So yeah. I guess that's a struggle I'm having is is um and you know some of you some of the folks folks you've had on your podcast are you know strive to be the best and and you know every day is a fight and I think that's true and uh, it's just showing up ready for that fight every day and and ready to do it. And so that's something I'm struggling with is kind of the the long term showing up and doing it kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, good stuff. What's the so I guess I'm obligated. What's the uh, timeline on a Tony Haber podcast? What do you mean? I'm doing it right now. I do them all. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Yeah, I has anybody has anybody organized that? No. Um, I mean, I'm getting bits and pieces everywhere, right? In every single episode. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, something I'm man doing well. Yeah, yeah, man, um, doing good. My uh, middle daughter. Um, so I just got back from Texas, did some vacation time down on the beach. And I took um, my son and youngest daughter back up, flew them back up. Uh, so I'm just kind of in babysitting mode today, tomorrow. I'll go back to work on Friday. And um, But my middle daughter just competed in the national championships of her gymnastics. Dude, it's not, and she, how old is she? She's eight. Um, about to turn nine. But she got Jesus. second place all around, dude. So I hate, hated to miss That's it, something. but got all the videos. Yeah. It's one of the. So is Amanda coming back up with with uh with her? Yeah, driving back tomorrow. Uh, they might make it in late. They might stay at a place on the way in, but uh, and, and finish up Friday morning. But um, yeah, pretty proud of her on that. That's pretty cool. She uh, 
Yeah, I think I've seen some of the videos. That's nuts. I I break my neck doing some of that stuff. Yeah, she's definitely focused. Definitely has a sense of purpose right with that. So I'm hoping she yeah. I hope it pays off. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um All right, dude. What's your price of admission? Got one? Mm. Yeah, I, I guess I've been thinking about it a little bit. Um it's nothing profound. You've had some good ones on here. Um I guess mine is just, you know, show up, you know, just show up, um, whether it be, you know, being a father or, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to, I, I guess I just remember game day, you know, you, you get all hyped up, you, you're ready to roll, you rip somebody's head off. Um, that's a hard level of intensity to match over the course of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, and, but what you can do is you can be present, you know, you can show up. Yeah. Um, so, so my, my, I guess my, what's, what served me well is, is show up, you know, not called in, um, do what you can when you're there. And, uh, I guess that's my price of mission is, is it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be great, but if you're there, um, at least you have a, a finger on the pulse of what's going on and you can, you can, um, influence or, or be aware of things as they say, come and go. Awesome. If that makes sense at all, I'm not sure. If yeah, it does. no, it does. I've actually been looking at that too. Um, found an article recently, Living in the Four Rooms of Wellness by uh, author Rumor Godin, Godin, something like that. Uh, talks about how everyone is a house of four rooms, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And most of us tend to live in one of those rooms most of the time. And for me, man, emotion i'd like to stay in that emotional room way too often so it's a good one to, yeah. to catch up in it i think it ties into the the being present the the physical definitely let that one slide over the past couple of months getting back did, haven't been lifting i've just been running and stuff uh getting on a bike but man lifting today was awesome <laughs> i just yeah. forgot you know like you gotta be deliberate of, of staying and uh, touching each one of those rooms right so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Excellent. that makes sense. Yeah, and so yeah, so it's nothing, nothing sexy. It's nothing, nothing profound. But I think if you show up more times than not, you'll you'll be in a good position. Yeah. Well, cool, dude. Anything else? Yeah. No, that was a quick one. How long, how long did I take? I don't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> we're at uh, thir thirty-six minutes. I'll probably chop off the first like five minutes when we're just BSing. But no, leave it on. Can you, can you see me? Yeah. <laughs> well, good stuff, dude. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 been good. It's it's uh, but yeah, it's kind of kind of a uh, nose to the grindstone, so to speak, is where I'm at right now. How will you know when you made it so. in law? Oh God, we made it in law. Yeah. How do you know when you've either crossed the finish line or like I've I've I'm at the top of the hill? What's that look like for you? I think something I'm realizing is that, and something I'm still coming to terms with is that we'll never cross the finish line, right? You'll never, you'll never be at the top of the hill. It's just kind of a, you got to be okay with where you're at. So I'm trying, I, I am not okay with that. You know, I want to, I want to be at the top of the hill, but, uh, unless, you know, I just don't think you'll ever be at the top of the hill. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. I think you need, to be, you need to be, you need to be okay with where you're at. Yeah. I'm trying to become terms with that. hundred percent. Cool, man. Yeah, dude. Well, appreciate your time today. 
short and sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Good content. Appreciate you getting on the price of admission today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck. Yeah, you're doing a good thing here, I think. And I tell you, it's it's you know encouraged me to reach out to some of the folks I've heard on on here and you know, wish them well at the very least. So, um, yeah, I think you're doing a good thing. So keep it up. Good stuff. Lastly, make sure you tell Justine uh, that we love her and we miss her. <laughs>